thank you everyone for coming. Um, my name is Agnes Kisumbing. I'm a senior research fellow at IFPRI and one of the co-PIs of GAP2. I'm here to introduce Karen Grohn, who really needs no introduction. Um, she's an internationally recognized expert on gender development, and her career has spanned stints at American University, Bard College, and the International Center for Research on Women. But what's relevant to us today is that from 2011 to 2013, she was Senior Gender Advisor at USAID, and in this capacity, she was the matchmaker between IFPRI and OFI, um, a very active matchmaker, <laughs> to come up with a Women's Empowerment and Agriculture Index. She's now Senior Director for Gender at the World Bank Group, and we've invited her to give the opening remarks today. Karen, over to you. Um, I was told I was the godmother of the way, uh, which is, I guess, a real, I love being a godmother. It's better than being a grandmother. Um, but um, I, I thought um, I would start today by, first of all, thanking you uh, all for doing this. Um, I, I just think it's incredible where we have come. And um, just uh, uh, to go back for a quick second to talk about the early days, uh, this was actually a co-conspirator project with Emily Hogue from AID, who's now uh, based in Rome. Um, Meredith, I don't know where Meredith is, probably remembers the early discussions we were talking of, and Farzana, who came in later uh, from AID, but we had some discussions about in the very early um, days back in 2011 when Feed the Future was being established about how we actually measure impacts on women. And there were some crazy ideas floating around, and Emily came to me and said, we need your help. And um, we did do a matchmaking between uh, IFPRI. We felt that IFPRI had the intellectual chops, uh, and OPI had a really interesting method in the multidimensional poverty index. Uh, and we thought that we could actually make a match um, to figure out how we would measure uh, women's empowerment. And I remember some of those early working meetings where we had a lot of debate as well as really constructive discussion and um, came up with the first generation of the WIA that Feed the Future then piloted, I think, in, in almost all of their 19 uh, countries. And we learned a lot from that very first uh, period of time. Um, I thought what I would do is focus a little bit on some of the substance and where we've come and then set it up for uh, the pro-WIA. Um, I think uh, we held an event at the bank, uh, at which Agnes graciously uh, agreed to uh, participate in, on where we've come in measuring women's economic empowerment. And I'd like to say that I think WIA has played a big role in pushing the field. Um, I think the field has come a long way since we uh, heard the definition, uh, and we still use the definition, that Nyla Kabir wrote about actually in 1999, if we go back then. Um, the process by which those denied the ability to make strategic life choices acquire such an ability. And I don't think any of this, and I remember, um, uh, I was still in graduate school, but you know, thinking about the richness of that definition, and the questions about how you operationalize that when you're doing field work. Because it involves a lot of complexity, it's about process issues, it's about really understanding domains which, uh, and figuring out how to categorize domains. And um, what uh, Nyla had done is she had provided a framework at that time for oper operationalization uh, uh, in terms of three dimensions or what she calls different moments. 
of resources that are really important for facilitating agents, uh, resources, agency, which is the, the capacity, the uh, ability to act, and then achievements, it's your, the actual outcomes um, of empowerment. And I think the field, since 1999, has actually become much clearer about uh, the ways that we measure resources. We've actually started through the UN statistics and with the World Bank and with IFPRI to measure key resources like assets, asset ownership, asset control. We weren't there in 1999. And yes, um, to what Frank said, we're still struggling with some measurement like in uh, tenure security. And there's still complications, for instance, when you measure land. But I think we've made a lot of progress. Um, we're got, we've gotten better at measuring employment, and the ILO now has a new definition of what constitutes work, paid work, as well as unpaid work. And the bank and the ILO are in the field for operationalizing data collection to get to that new measurement. Um, other types of resources, we've gotten better um, at measuring. I think we're, you know, we're still kind of, we're also better at measuring achievements. Uh, achievements, for instance, in um, in uh, whether you think about it in terms of education enrollments or, or education outcomes, or learning outcomes, achievements in terms of um, you know work, the workspace. So uh, we've gotten better there. I think we haven't cracked the nut, and this is where the WIA is really going to help us in its new iteration of agency and how we define agency. And I think this is where we as a global uh, community um, is still struggling. And this is what came out um, at this conference, this me uh, work that we, we had. Um, and I also think it's been hard in the context of measuring process. So, um, and I think the PROWIA will also help us with the measurement of process, which demands that we have some kind of overtime focus, but it also demands that we have to really figure out how we get a handle on evolutions, on, on changes, on outside events that, that impact on process, and all of that is really important. I think we don't have a handle on um, a few things that we're getting there that WIA uh, is pushing us toward. The use of direct versus proxy measures. We is much better at getting us to direct measures as opposed to proxies of empowerment. So I think we've made progress there. Um, I'm not going to be able to stay, unfortunately, for this discussion. But um, I'm not convinced that we're there yet in terms of understanding, and I think this is an issue for the WEA, understanding issues of autonomy versus independence and whether you know, autonomy and independence are really empowerment versus the notion of jointness, which I also think has empowerment dimensions. And I think this is particularly important in the decision-making domain. And I think we need to think much harder about that. Um, I think the concepts of individual versus jointness are still issues we need to grapple with uh, for empowerment. Sometimes individuals stuff or the way we think about individuals is totally disempowerment and joint disempowerment. And we really need to think harder about, about those issues. So the WIA has helped us a lot. And um, I have to say it's helped us a lot in defining the domains. I love the first generation. I, I was so proud we got this in of bringing in issues of time, although it was really complicated and we had a, a messy 
um, messy work around that, but our colleagues in Bangladesh really um, helped us figure out how we could measure time. I loved the cognitive testing. I think that's carried through and it's had spillover effects to the world of survey uh, design and development. And I think because of all the research on the WEA, we have a lot more knowledge about what domains really uh, matter. But we've seen the challenges as well. Um, the data collection, which was alluded to by Marie, was a huge issue. I think partly that was because those of us who designed the WEA were researchers, not implementers. But I think going over time as we've moved to implementation, we've been able to really refine the measure to be much more of a manageable, manageable tool for monitoring and evaluation. Um, I also think that um, the new iteration of the PRO-WEA has solved some of the challenges um, that I mentioned. And in particular, what I like about it is it's simpler. I like the fact that there's a qualitative piece to it because I think the qualitative piece will help us in some of the challenges that we had in interpretation. Um, because it will give us the insights to what specific respondents might have said and what it actually means. And I also, and this is where I'm going to, my second to last comment, um, I like the new focus which is a much sharper focus on Kabir's notion of agency. And when Agnes presented this to a few weeks ago, I was almost fell off my chair because I was so impressed um, of um, the idea of categorizing, going first of all from five to three domains is great, but categorizing these in terms of intrinsic agency, instrumental agency, and collective agency. And what I think is really important and where the innovation is, is on the intrinsic agency side. And here I'm really pleased that the bank is part of a bigger research agenda to measure intrinsic agency. We're doing a lot of work on self-efficacy and how you measure that. Agnes was, has been part of those conversations with colleagues from Canada, um, um, other research uh, institutes. There's a lot to learn about self-efficacy that we don't yet know. And this is also cross-disciplinary. We really need the psychologists to be part of this conversation uh, on efficacy. I like the fact that there's also perceptions about domestic violence. I think this is something to push. I like the fact that it's perceptions, not actual um, try not to measure incidents because that would be very complicated and I think it wouldn't be good for WEA to venture into trying to measure prevalence. Um, and um, I think that the categorization of the, of the other domains into, inst you know, instrumental agency, the power to is important and not much change in the dimensions there because we th I think we know what those are. And then finally on collective agency. I like the changes there as well to move towards the group membership. Um, maybe the, the uh, or to mean, you know, in meaningful uh, organizations, that's um, particularly important. But I actually think there's probably more to be done on collective agency that we haven't really explored and maybe the next iteration can actually get beyond kind of a membership thing to really the, the agency part of being collective, uh, which I think will be important. Um, so in closing, um, I just want to say to my colleagues who are here, um, first of all, for me, this is a great reunion because I have my students from AUR here. I have my community from USAID and, and IFPRI. And I have my colleagues from, a, from the World Bank and many other parts of my life here. And my last message is to my colleagues from the bank. Let's get this into our ag projects. We want to use it. We have a wonderful tool with the Gender Innovation Lab, but we have to become part of this bigger community of practice that's moving towards the global 
uh, knowledge base and the learning going forward. So thank you again for having me. And I'm sorry I can't stay um, too long, but I'll do my best. So thank you, Agnes, and thank you, everybody.